0: Hey everyone, welcome back to in Apologetics. As always, we're brought to you by you with your support on Patreon. The Apologetics. Today, I'm joined by Chris Williams, also known as K Dub. He's an apologist. He has a YouTube channel, K Dub True. Um, we've been talking about this idea of woke theology and all kinds of fun stuff today. So, Chris, uh, what's up, man? How are you doing? Good, man. Man, what a pleasure
1: to to be on, man. Your channel just to to talk about some uh, to some some good theology and and so man, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I'm really pumped to have you on, Chris. Just a little rundown for everyone listening. We're just gonna be talking about this idea of woke theology. I have a few questions for Chris. I honestly, um, very, I do not know that much on this subject. Um, so Chris is gonna do a, a lot of the education. I'll have questions from here and there, and we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, we're just gonna dive into this. But just to start off, Chris, like if people don't know like who you are, could you talk a little bit about like who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah, man, I have my hats kind of in a lot of things, man. I, I do music. I do rap, man. I, I love to rap for the Lord. Um, I do apologetics. Um, yeah, man, love, love to you know, apologetics, uh, sharing God's word, you know, high study and theology. Uh, I really care about, um, I am reformed. That is my, uh, biblical position on soteriology and things like that. And so, um, man, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a husband. uh, I'm a, you know, uh, I work full time. Uh, you know, I, man, I just, just, man, I try to have my hats in many areas. And so, man, yeah, that's, that's really much about me, man. Uh, just a laid back guy I try to be. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like you're the kind of guy that's got a lot of different hats on, whether it's you, your music yep. or apologetics or, um, your full-time job. And there's so much you're doing. Um, and I'd love to talk to you about woke theology because it, it's, I think it's something that from what I understand is something that's becoming a part of like all facets of life, like for Christians, like, we may be like exposed to it, whether we realize it or not. Um, mm-hmm. So, just to start off, can you talk a little bit about like what is woke theology? Um, like maybe like what got you interested in like in in this topic?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll start with the first question. So, woke theology it starts with the premise. Um, so, you have that Black people are are oppressed people, and this is specifically in America, the the uh, American context that Black people are. Uh, Oppress people group in America, and you have uh, whites who are the oppressor, and so they start from that. So, what it means to be woke is to recognize that 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 truth that um, that blacks are oppressed in America. That you know, um, you know, uh, white people generally have uh, oppressed black people. You know, they'll go back as far as of slavery, and they'll take. And so, my problem is they'll take general truths. You know, slavery was a wicked act, wicked event. And um I know many white people that would agree uh with that, that it was wicked, it was evil. The Bible con- uh condemns uh chattel slavery. And so they'll take that, they'll take that truth and then they'll carry it forth right through the to through, through now and say, Well, these things are still going on, and white people are guilty um from the sins of the past, which I think that's an unbiblical context, and we can get more into that later. Mm-hmm. Um so So why I started getting into that, well, I started seeing friends of mine um, leave sound biblical churches for these reasons. Um, I'll bring this name up because I think this is a good example of practically why it's actually bad for the church. Because it was a conference Matt Chandler was giving and he said to the audience that he would rather a black six in the pastoral office he would rather a black six than a white seven, and so I actually think that's very dangerous. Where you will actually want a less qualified pastor based on his skin tone alone. You know what I mean? I I, I think that's that one. That's racist. <laughs> Two, um, it's 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 favoring a particular group, based based only on the the uh, the skin tone of a person. You know, um, you can have this less qualified person and the white person can be more qualified and actually more fit to run the church, uh, shepherd God's people. And you'll choose the the black guy just cause he's black. And so me, I think that's very problematic. Um, and so that, that's why I started getting into it, man. I started seeing friends disassociate with, um, white people, people that were white, um, people who were black like me who didn't agree with them just started disassociating with, um, and I started to see a lot of other underlying things that were problematic with um, like the woke gospel and woke ideology. So, man, that's uh, to keep it real short and simple. That That's that's why I started addressing some of these issues.
0: Hmm. So if you could like boil down like woke theology into like a few points, like what would you say? Like if you're describing to someone who has no idea what woke theology is, like uh, obviously kind of got into it a little bit here. But like if you like a very basic description of woke theology and like what is it? What What would you say?
1: Yeah, so like I said, it has to do with this idea of an oppressor and oppressed. And mm-hmm. like I said, the it's the, so they they start off with these general assumptions and they'll hijack biblical truths or biblical aspects to, to attempt to prove it. So I'll give an example. So I, I believe in federal headship, I believe federal headship is a biblical concept. Um, you will have that, you see that a lot in the Old Testament. You see it clearly with Adam representing all of mankind. Obviously, Christ, the second Adam, of the uh, of the new humanity, and mm-hmm. so th- they'll take concepts like that, or even like with Israel, you had Israel being the mediator. He was a type of a federal head of the nation of Israel. You see that with kings. Um, so, right. So these are these are biblical truths. The idea of a federal headship. So what what woke what theologists will, will take, theologians will take that idea of federal headship. And say, well, white people are guilty of um, of the slaves of the sin of slavery from their forefathers well problems with that is that um, when federal head that's not how federal headship worked um like so when the nation sinned, the nation was punished, but it wasn't as if generations down the road the children um were were responsible for that sin, um, and so they'll take that aspect of that. And so, and, and, and I was thinking about this today because the whole nation was held responsible for that sin. Matter of fact, or, or for, yeah, for that sin in the in that time frame. You know, um, if, if if Israel as a whole was com- committing apostasy, the whole nation would suffer, um, not just the Israelites. You know, because you had you had uh, Gentiles or strangers that was in the land of Israel um who were who were joined to the customs of Israel. And so that that actually I think that point is a strong point against what the woke theologians are saying because they want to only impute this sin to white people. But according to biblical structure, it would also include every ethnic group. But that's that's another point for for another time, but um so they'll impute this sin of racism and slavery to to whites as if the sin of racism falls down the, 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 the generational tree to every white person and it hits them. You know? um, And somehow black people are kind of void of this sin of, of racism because they believe racism involves um, power and privilege. So if you don't have power, you don't have privilege. Well, according to the woke theologians, you cannot be a racist. Um, the problem with this when we, ide- we, when we dive into the text of scripture and we, we deal with the idea of racism you do not have to have power or privilege to hate someone, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so I so so let me say it like this. I think I, I believe that what woke theologians are doing is redefining a lot of true biblical concepts, things like sin. Like I said, sin is very personal in the Bible. Um, but if I can be guilty of a sin though I've never committed it, like if I could just be a murderer just because, even though there's no evidence of that, I mean that kind of gets away with, did Jesus really die for personal sin or just kind of arbitrary, impersonal acts of nebulous sin just kind of out there, you know? Um, no, Jesus died for personal sin that we committed, you know? Um, so, so this redefinition of sin, uh, I, I believe, therefore, it's a redefinition of repentance because repentance is turning away from sin. How can you turn away from sin you've never committed? And so you, you, you therefore have to redefine things like repentance, um, all sorts of stuff like that, man, which I think is very dangerous for, for, for the church. And man, that's why I'm very strong on telling people to, to, to flee this ideology because I don't, I, I don't think it brings peace in the church where, you know, uh, it, it doesn't bring peace or unity. And so that's, that's why I'm very strong with people saying, Hey, stay away from this so uh maybe that was long, but I uh <laughs> I uh yeah, I I think man, that those those are just some few things why I think it's uh, problematic for the church.
0: No, I think that's great. Um don't worry about going long or anything. Um you're here to speak and I'm we're here to listen. Um I, I do want to welcome James Lamar and Nate, DT Rock to be everyone else who's joining us um right now listening to this, but I think that it'd be really helpful to talk about like um inter- woke theology, like how does it differ? Like um, when you look at like some of these like beliefs, you talked about like a redefining of like, what it means to be in terms of like, racism or like being a racist. Like, how does this differ from like what the Bible says about like, um, whether it's justice or theology, like where, where, where is woke theology specifically like twisting scriptures? Um, like, what does the Bible really say about those issues? Great
1: question. Um, so justice in the Bible is, is never, um, how, how, how do I say this? It's never predicated upon skin color. Um, justice is accordance to God's law, right? Which is, it is, it, it's, uh, I'm going to use this word. Hopefully people understand what I mean. It's colorblind. Uh, that's not to say that we don't see people's, we don't see the design of God's beauty. I, I think it's beautiful to recognize different, uh, cultures and backgrounds. So that's not, it's not what I'm saying. I'm not, you know, I'm just saying that, um, the, the the God's law is not different for black people than it is for white people and vice versa. So what I see with, um, you know, people who are in the woke theology camp, uh, woke church camp, they'll use the same vocabulary we use. You know, you'll say, God loves justice. And, you know, if you're a Christian, you're gonna say, amen, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know love thy neighbor, amen. But what they mean is totally completely different, generally speaking, than what I would mean or what I would argue the biblical authors meant um, because they have in mind this idea of oppressed or an oppressor groups. Um, the Bible speaks a lot about not favoring the rich or the poor. It's So in, in the church, we're not to favor the rich, right, for obviously we would, we would see why that would be wrong. But also mm-hmm. we're not to favor the poor just because they're poor. Um, we, we are to provide for the poor. Right. And um, I believe there's a biblical duty to for the rich to provide for the poor in the church um, to help out where where they can. But it's not as the church becomes a, a uh, crutch for the poor, you know, we, we, you know. And so um, a lot of times I see like woke theolo- theologians, like I said, using the same vocabulary we use. We've we already talked about things like sin, repentance. Um, justice is a huge point because um, so so I'll get I, we'll get practical. Um, a lot of people would argue that blacks in America should be getting paid reparations. they need to get paid reparations for slavery. Um, even though it was you know 200 plus years ago, that justice, you know was never paid. Um, and I, I would agree that there was nothing given to, to the black to black people, particularly in America, um who, those who were enslaved um you know for that injustice but the problem is when you dive into the to to so they'll hijack phraseology like restitution um and they'll what i believe is use restitution and reparations interchangeably but restitution in the bible was never going back in history looking for looking for injustices that de- that that never got met right so mm-hmm. Um, it's not as if, um, you know, take any injustice in the Bible, um, you know, uh, Cain and Abel, you know, let's say that act never received restitution. Um, and, you know, a thousand years later, some some Israelites like, hey, that act never got, you know, restituted. There was never restitution. What you need to do is give me money for this act. No, the, the <laughs> that's not actual restitution. Restitution would evolve personal in that time. So, so, so the question comes then, what do we do about missed injustice? Um, right. Like, what do we do about missed injustice in the past? Um, man, for, for, for so I, I think the biblical answer is, man, we, we, we learn from it. We, we, we understand that, you know, and, and this, this really kind of shows like people's view of God in the sense, you know, that um, on the final day, God will judge all people you know, uh, for every, every sin will be judged. You know, um, if you're a Christian, thank, thank the Lord that your sin has been dealt with ultimately on the cross of Jesus Christ. And we, 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 we have nothing to fear for on ultimate judgment. But, uh, if, if you have not, if your sins have not been paid for, they have not been atoned for, then ultimately they will, you know, uh, eternal hell to pay, you know, uh, the Bible is very clear of what happens to the unbeliever, and so. I, man, it to me, I I think a lot of these acts, acts show that there that a lot of people in the woke woke church have not trusted that there is a final day of judgment, and that many people think we have to get to this justice now. Every missed injustice has to be, you know, retributed now. You know, as as you know, the Bible's clear, like the vengeance is of the Lord. You know, every, he'll he'll repay. You know. Um, And so I, I, I'm not a fan of going back into history and trying to look for every injustice and trying to make people pay for, as if they themselves did it, you know, that, I think that's the, really the sad thing about it too, um, to, to make white people responsible for slavery. I I think is, man, it's, I think that's racist because, you know, you can take any ethnic group and point to some evil that has existed in a, by large in that community, um, you know, what if what if, um, you know, you go to Chicago and you see a bunch of black people stealing, a bunch of black people shooting and you say, hey, all black people are responsible for this. Clearly, people would be like, come on, man, that's silly. But for somehow we want to make white people responsible for slavery as if Europeans were the fa- first to enslave anyway. That, that That's ridiculous. You know, and so um, I, I so I think a lot of uh, woke theology kind of deals with that concept of of kind of going back in history looking for injustices to solve and so um yeah man i hope that was helpful for you and uh and your listeners man
0: yeah uh, i do want to say we will open i saw like uh, one question come up already uh, we will open the q a at the end yeah um, so appreciate you guys' questions we'd love to hear your thoughts um but one of the things i i really wonder with like um this idea of like woke theology and just kind of wrestling through these things is like how much is too much? Like, what makes theology woke? Because I, I think when you read the Bible, it's clear that like we should like desire justice, seek justice, um, right. love justice. But at the same time, we don't want to like compromise the gospel or biblical truth. Like, how how much is too much? Like, when when does yeah. theology become woke? Because I think as Christians, we should care when um, mm. maybe racism is happening or injustice is happening. Like, like how do we draw this line? Um, seems like to me to be like a challenging thing to like kind of understand.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you're you're absolutely right, man. every christian so so that's why I say, um because um, many people say, well, for me, I need to just get woke. Well, if you're just read if you're de- defining woke as um caring for God's law, caring for justice, caring for the poor, well, if that's the case, then I don't know a Christian that's not that's not woke according to that definition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, every Christian cares about the poor. every Christian cares about injustice is going on. I mean, God has changed the Christian's heart, you know, to, to love his law. And so not that all the time we're consistent with that, but that's why I say, so I would not call someone a woke Christian just because they say, Hey, we should care for God's law or we should care for justice. or We should care about the sin of racism. Um, I, I wouldn't classify a person as woke, but when you start seeing kind of the other ideology that I started, uh, that I've talked about even in this show, um, that's where I would start classifying somebody as woke when, you know, um, you when you start using a lot of terms like white guilt, white fragility, which I do I do not believe those are um, biblical concepts. I believe there are secular, social const- constructs. Um, funny enough, that were <laughs> created by people who are atheists in it, you know, with their theology, or the, at the very least liberal in their theology. Um, so when you started borrowing from this. And I've kind of called this this ideological comorbidity, where you're 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 um, taking two two ideologies and you're trying to to uh, mix them, right? And so you have your Christian worldview, and then you have this this secular worldview that is kind of being blended. And so that's what I see as um, so so to even to get further in the question, start when when biblical concepts like sin, uh, repentance salvation even starts getting um redefined that's where i start to i would i would argue that you're more fitting into this label of woke um like i said i don't know any christian who does not care for the things we've mentioned um justice i mean the cross is about god's justice so (laughs) we care Mm -hmm. about justice and we i would argue we care about the justice in the here and now but we have to also understand that not every justice will be um Will go the way that we think it should go, um, you know. We we understand that there will be injustice in this lifetime, um, and so um, when we start seeing people saying, like, are are pretty much arguing for a, um, what what I've heard as an overrealized eschatology, where you know these things are to be done now, you know, um, justice is now. Um, you know, what's the common phraseology from, like, a lot of the Black Matters uh, now? Um, no justice, no peace. Like, th- that kind of just shows you, like, if we don't get justice, we will raise hell, you know? And so I, I actually don't think that's a biblical, uh, uh, you know, framework a Christian should be working from either. But so, I mean, essentially, I would argue that, you know, Christians should not be redefining biblical categories, you um, Man, that's that's very dangerous. You know, when we're willing to insert things in the text, right? Eisegesis, When we're willing to, uh, you know, put in things that are not what the author meant. Um, I I think that's uh, going for far. That's kind of where I would classify more someone more, uh, more than just saying like we care about justice, racism, and and sin, and, and for the poor, is where they'll argue text, um, re- redefine categories, and argue the text uh, that. Um, or this abuse of the text will be used and things like that. Like, um, if you're familiar with the passage with um, Zacchaeus, so Zacchaeus was uh, a tax collector who was guilty of uh defrauding uh, the people, right? He, I mean, that's clear, and the Bible says, so right, he, what, how did he show repentance? Well, he gave. Uh, That and actually says he gave more than what he owed to them, um, which is an actual biblical uh, concept of restitution, I would argue. Uh, But notice it was very personal. It was the people he defrauded. So a lot of people in the woke gospel, uh, you know, woke church will say, see, that's a, a biblical framework for reparations. White people should repay black people. So <laughs> if, if you're any student of theology, you can see how that's actually not a, a correlation to the biblical text. And so I, I think many people have been caught up into that. And, and I do think there are genuine people in these movements who, um, man, maybe they're not biblically trained. Maybe they just I know we've talked about this before the show. They just don't want to seem like a racist. They don't want to seem um, lacking empathy. With people who are claiming there's an unjust act um and so so I think many people have uh uh you know sucking in uh, and just accepted a lot of this these uh terms, accepted a lot of this audiology so yeah, so, sorry for that
0: long answer, I could get along with it, but yeah, man <laughs> no no, no, you're all good, don't worry about um yeah. oh, we're here to listen to you um one thing that i I wonder um as we go is, there's a question um, from John Depew that kind of fit with this is like, what is justice? Um, so I think it's a really fitting question because we've been talking about like the idea of like, um, you know, like what is like woke theology and such, like what do you, like if we talk about like a concept of justice, what do you see justice as? Um, like what's your definition of it? And like, like a biblical perspective, like of just what is justice?
1: Right. So the idea of justice from my perspective really is central to the idea of god's law. How do we know what is just? What it means to be just is what is right, what is holy, what is what is uh truthful, you know? Mm-hmm. Um well, we have as, as Christians our our standard of of those things is god's law. What has he prescribed for us? What has he described for us as well for us so so we so we deal with the issue of it really gets down to it's a moral issue as well as well as an epistemic one to know what 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 God so so it starts first and foremost from knowing God's word. Uh, so what is justice? Well, um, let's take an issue. Um, is it wrong to to murder? Um, well, the, we have clear revelation on what God is speaking about murder. Is it wrong to steal? Well. What is so? So what is just around the act of of, of thieving, thievery? Well, the bible's very clear: Thou shalt not steal. And so you go through the through the line of moral issues, and it centers around God's law, His His nature, even um, who He is. Uh, it, you know, you, and and then you can. It, so I believe I believe it goes back further even than just like what God has, has said, but what, who he is. So why is it wrong to steal? Because God is ultimately, God is not a thief. God does not steal, right? All that, all one for all is who could he steal from? It's all his, you know? Uh, uh, why is it wrong to, to commit adultery? Because God is not an adulterer. You know, he's faithful to his bride, you know? Uh, and so, um, it really reflects the nature of God when we get into things like justice. And so, um, you know, when we we see something that's being prescribed from from a church, from a member, from a person that contradicts the nature of God, as well as obviously the the, um, the, the him, his prescription on what the people of God are to do, we know we have something that's not just, and we should not do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and you've, obviously we've seen this in church. We've seen this in cults for sure, where you'll have these prescription of, of cults telling us, right. Let's, let's just take, uh, the book of Mormon, right. (laughs) Uh, Mormonism, uh, to get controversial here, um, them saying, Hey, well past Mormons, classical Mormons, uh, will say, uh, polygamy is fine. Well, the Bible is very clear about having one wife, uh, one man, one woman coming together in union of marriage. And so, um, that it's not just actually to be polygamous, I would argue. And so that's just one example, but, um, Mm -hmm. so justice deals,
0: just to wrap it up, justice deals with with God's law and his character. So would you say like your definition, um, your unofficial definition of course is like, is justice just is how uh, dealing with God's law and God's character? Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, that's what it's all about. You know, the only way to know justice is to know him, you know, and Mm -hmm. so. The Holy God, you know. So yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. So would you say like woke theology then is kind of like taking, um, twisting biblical truths to kind of go into some other like narrative um, or some sort of like is that kind of like because I'm trying to like just fully like map out um, where you are yeah. with like woke theology. Is that like sound right that you're saying like woke theology is when we're changing biblical truths to kind of maybe fit an argument for some sort of like opinion or such?
1: Yeah, I do, um, and. I think if you're not careful, you'll you'll not just you, but you know, people hearing me. Um, mm-hmm. If you're not careful with one, knowing the word of God for yourself, but two, hearing what they're saying, you'll miss the subtle, subtle um, nuance. You'll the the subtle difference, man. Hopefully, hopefully, people hear what I'm trying to say when I say this. We have to understand, man, that we we are fighting. There's a true battle going on, and Satan is crafty. Um, he'll get you close to the truth at times you know um so the some of the sometimes heresy and error is is the difference between homoousius and homoiousius you know if you're familiar with the uh the nicaea uh debate there um 325 ad but um it's very subtle and so there'll be subtle differences and and, and generally you know for a general framework they'll be right on the line up. Just this one little, one little shift, and so yes, I I definitely am saying that they do twist, um, whether purposely or uh, genuinely. I do think it's a twisting, nevertheless, of of true biblical concepts, and um, and and twisting uh, the scriptures. F- from what I would see, yeah, I definitely d- I do think so, think that.
0: Mm. So, one question that kind of comes to mind as we go through this is that I remember um it was a, a few months ago now when like that video of george floyd came out mm. and everyone it just kind of like brought light and the whole black lives matter we've been really sprung out of that again um so for the christians who would look at like things like that incident and be really concerned about maybe like um racial injustice still happening in this country like how do we like kind of deal with that like seeming injustice while at the same time like holding fast to, like biblical truths because um I think it's a very challenging thing to kind of look at, at least from my perspective.
1: Yeah. I I, I hear someone who would want to uh, definitely be balanced, right. uh, In in this conversation, but let's take that George Floyd incident. So so from my perspective, um, a lot of times people, when people see a, a, a white cop shooting a a black person, the immediate um, answer is racism, but let's, let's actually look at what happened. Can we honestly say that the George incident was racist? I don't think we can. Can we say it was unjust? Oh, uh, for sure. <laughs> the The cop uh, did something that was unjust. It was police brutality. Absolutely. But that doesn't automatically make someone racist. You know, you know, um, uh, I, I don't see how someone could come to that conclusion just from what the evidence we had. Now, now, if you show me a hey, he has a KKK hat in his home, okay, maybe I'll concede that point. But from what we had at there with the Droid's in, incident, wasn't an just act for sure. But you know, I, I, don't, I don't think you can prove that it was a racist act. Um, nothing showed to me i watched the whole video uh numerous times and i i i I do i do not see it as a racist act so um i I would tell people be careful when the first answer to anything automatically is racist um you know a a guy just gets shot well that was racist well what about it was a racist ask that question what about it was racist what what did he say that was racist what 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 was done that was racist you know you start asking people these questions and i think you kind of start seeing um where the this uh, uh, this hidden ideology that's surfacing actually on the on the question that anytime a, a white person white cop or white person shoots a black person it is racist you know um because like i said the evidence doesn't point to that it points to something unjust happening but you know two things two uh two things could be true at ev- at the same time, you know, it, it could be a wrongdoing, and it could not be a racist act. Uh, we don't have to have everything be racist for us to say it's an, it's it's wrong. You know what I mean? Like, there's other sins that God cares about as well. And so, um, so yeah, that's that's what I would I would tell someone. You know, um, when when we make everything racist, I actually think we belittle real racism because if everything, like I said, if if everything becomes racist, then the i think it really becomes hard for some people it, it's 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 like you know seeing someone murdered every day it really would take a toll it, it, it kind of lessens it you know um and so i don't i don't i don't i don't think that everything is racist that the cops do everything racist that white people are doing um and so <laughs> yeah I, w- I would tell someone to hey if, if we're gonna call someone someone erases the Bible actually calls us to have um, evidence for that you know not just make a claim and so um, yeah I, I hope that answers that for, for, for one if, if there's anything you want me to address even further let me know
0: no I, I think I'm kind of tracking with you um appreciate you just kind of coming here and sharing like your your, your opinions and, yeah, for sure. um, and hopefully biblical truth um, there was a question like what does it mean um, you bring up the idea of being biblical as an important term. What does that mean exactly? Like, when um, you're looking at it, things is like from as biblical. Like, what does that mean um, to you?
1: Yeah. So, what it means to be biblical—that's a great question. Mm-hmm. To be biblical, to put it simply, you know, let's let's get Sunday school level. Is to argue what the biblical authors were arguing, and so the so the biblical student is engaged in the art of interpretation. Called hermeneutics, he's exegeting the text, the context, to demonstrate that these the authors are actually arguing the point that he's claiming they're arguing, and so right, you know, you go to let's let get practical, right? With John one one, um, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, right? And so, so some so you'll have, you know, um, modalists or people who deny the deity of Christ that say. Well, this, Jesus is not God, but I believe John, especially his open pericope, is very strong on the deity of Christ. And here you have, here's a proof text for arguing, one, the deity of Christ and actually the distinctionhood between the Son and the Father. So Jesus is not the Father, right, because he was with God, you know, but it says he is God, you know. And so this is actually a... a uh, this uh, distinction. And so it's an aspect of the Trinity where I would argue and, and things like that. And so, but, you know, to get back to the question, the, the, you know, to be biblical is to argue with the biblical writers, ultimately it's to get to the point. So that's what it means to be biblical is to get to the point that the biblical authors were, 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 um, were getting at. And so, yeah, I mean, it takes work, you know, Uh, it takes work from our part to, to be a, a a good exegete and um, things like that. Yeah, hmm. That's a good question, um, though.
0: Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, a few more questions for John. We might get to at the end um, with some Q&A. Uh, one last thing that kind of comes to my mind is just, like, what does it look like in the everyday um, Christians' life to care about justice? Um, like, there's all kinds of injustices happening in, you know, our country and in our world. You look at there being a million Muslims in concentration camps in China or the, the growing sex trafficking industry that we see around the world. Um, there's a lot of things that, you know, are, are just evil that exist. Mm-hmm. Like um, what's the Christian's role in just kind of looking at these things and just like, um, it's tricky. Cause like we should care about justice, but like, how does, what does that mean? Um, yeah. And how do we determine like what, what's the right way of going about it? It's like, when you look at these things, like, how, how do you walk through these issues?
1: Man, very good practical question, man, because I don't think the answer is as simple as maybe people think. Um uh, so, uh, so let's let's start our first general truth. We should care, right? right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um one, we should have a heart and a disposition of anytime some um unjust act especially happen in our community, in our mm-hmm. local church, man, we should be, we should be doing what we can to meet that injustice head on, you know what I'm saying? Um but here's an here's where I've seen this thing get abused because Right. You have a person who um, cares about abortion. Right. Let's take abortion, for example. And, you know, they do abortion ministry. A lot of people who do abortion ministry, I, I won't say a lot, but I've seen it happen because this was approached with the church I was at for a while. A lot of people will come and say, well, if you're not born doing abortion ministry, then you're in sin. It's like, whoa, hold, hold, hold on. You know, so here's so ultimately here's what I want to get at. We have to recognize the gifts that God has given to the people of God. Um, you may be more gifted, uh, Zach, at abortion ministry than I am, but the Lord may have gifted me more with the poor. Now, so we do. Do the does the church just abandon their ministry to just go at one issue, or does the church just um, try to put all their hands? In in the bucket, and you know, we just do a poor job at everything, you know. Um, no, I, I would argue that man, the 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 God of scripture uh has given his people as as first Corinthians says, he's given the many members um gifts and talents and and um you know things like that. So, you know, brother, I would support you in your abortion ministry, and I would hope you would support me in my ministry to the poor, you know, etc. Mm-hmm. And so that that's what I believe when the church does that when they, when they, uh, just go out and get stay in their gift in their lane, so to speak, um, uh, that the Lord is pleased in that. Um, and like I said, it can't be that it's not that we don't do multiple things, but, um, I think it becomes a danger when, when we try to tell people like, you have to do this ministry, you have to do this. You know, uh, I, I think the only thing the church is obligated to do is to share the gospel, mm. uh, preach the gospel, believe the gospel and to live accordance with the gospel, um, but that doesn't mean I have to be in every ministry. That that, that wasn't even true in the apostles' days. Um, th- there was many injustices going around in their day that they weren't involved in. Uh, but wh- what was their primary heart? What was their primary goal? Preaching the gospel. Um, the gospel has to be first, for, first and foremost, for, first, first and foremost, in our ministry. You know, uh, whatever that is, and so. That's what I would tell people, man, uh seeking to, to do justice practically, man. Just just to be um to be careful of those uh you know, those slopes, you know, that people can go off on. And yeah, just you know, hey, if you're passionate about something, man, I'll support you in it, man. You know? Like do it to the glory of God, you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So um one last question here and we'll open up to a little bit of QA as we head towards the end. So if you have questions or super chats, uh be sure to put those in the live chat. Um why should why should this matter like why should a christian care about like this idea of like woke theology um like uh, why does it matter yeah
1: another good question man we we should matter because christians should want to know what god has said Mm. um so when someone is saying to me that um this is what the scripture means they're ultimately saying this is what god has said right this is what god means and as a Christian, that's what I want. I want to know what God has said. I want to know what God means, what he has attended right through the inspiration of the Holy of of the scripture, through the Holy spirit. Um, I want to know what the Lord has said. And so, Hmm. so that's why we should care because so I, what what I believe that people are, are, um, arguing unbiblical things and ultimately it's a, um, it's um imputing the character of god ultimately it's not what the text intended and so it, the people are saying things that god did not mean um and so uh, and and i think dangerous things that god did not mean um uh, things that disunify the church um you know and 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 create create classes of christians you know where you have your black class and your your white class of christian in the church um uh, I, I think it gets really dangerous and so man we should care because we should love the word of God. We should love to know what he has said and what he means. And so, man, that just just real short like that, man, that's that's why we should care, man. We should care about any biblical truth ultimately at the end of the day, you know. So,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, what we'll do man. now is we will open to a little bit of Q&A um, for about 10 minutes here um, before we wrap things up. Ah, uh, the first question is from John DePew. Uh, thank you for your question, John. He says, "How do you read James five one in the following, which seems to be a clear go- condemnation of the rich? It's not good, um, rich people. There's no qualification here. I think that's going back. You talked about, um, yeah, uh huh, the Book of James.
1: Well, yeah, let me
0: let me pull that text up because, mm-hmm. same. Unfortunately, not all of us can be like." MDF students who did, who studied it like Duke or something, um, in New Testament theology, like John and just have like the book of right. James probably memorized. Right. No, no.
1: Good, good, man. Um, uh, so this is a warning to the rich. Um, this, this is a warning to the rich who, who, who they are using their riches improperly. Um, because if this is just, if this is just a condemnation of all the rich, I mean, there goes Abraham, there goes Moses, there goes, you know, there's so many people it condemns, righteous people, David, there's so many rich people it condemns. If if it's just saying all the rich people that have ever existed are rotted, they're, um, uh, you, know, you know, all, all the, the, the negative things that flow from that. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I, I would argue this is a person who's not using their riches properly, um, not just a well, if you're rich, then you're, 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 you're done. You're, you know, you're, you're guilty. Um, I mean, there are many, many rich people in the ministry of the apostles who gave to the church. And so, um, it's, it's, it's telling us not to be selfish with our money, not to be, uh, you know, yeah, selfish with our money essentially. And so that, that's the condemnation I would see for, for the rich.
0: So it is, I think it is a qualification of what kind of rich person you are. Hmm. Uh, thanks for your question, John. Um, another question here from Susan, uh, which says, "Does Chris think that any crime should be have a worse penalty if it's considered racist? It seems um everything is racist more. Um, what are your thoughts?" Um. So
1: I think the sin of racism is um. It's one. One, it's a sin of the heart. Um. Obviously, it manifests itself uh, outwardly, but I, I I don't I I, I think you it would have a hard time from our perspective. Uh, proving, like, let's say someone doesn't come out and say they are racist, but they were, I mean, wh- what are we going to do? Like get the racist detector and, and you know, uh, so ultimately I'm I'm confident. I, I don't think there should be, uh, well, so, so there are hate crimes that magnify even in the court of our human, um, you know, human law. Um, yeah. Mer- I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. Uh, ultimately, man, the Lord will you know, Judge Judge all sin, man, and and so, yeah. So so I, I I'm not I'm not too keen on like trying to get into people's heart and say they are racist. You know, it, when they're saying they're not and stuff like that. And so, um, we would have a hard time like proving a lot of a lot of those thought crimes and things like that. We're
0: not omniscient, man. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Another question um, from Spartan Theology, Ethan here. He says, um, throughout history, you've seen that the majority of the American evangelical position has been on the wrong side of justice um, in times such as segregation or women's rights. Um, What are some of the issues that American Christians may be wrong on the side of today, Um, is the question from Ethan. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, being that I don't think this this may spark
1: some controversy, but being that I I don't think most Christians today are reformed, I would say that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not reformed, so I guess yeah, I'm reformed, right? yeah.
1: Or or so 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 let's even get into some something maybe not as controversial. Well, it'll it'll still be as controversial, but eschatology wise, I'm not a dispensationalist. I'm I, I hold to a millennial eschatology, and so I think I think throughout American history we definitely see dispensationalism being very popular and so I think most Christians are maybe if they not even studied the topic I think they kind of a lot of the language kind of hints to that they kind of have dispensational thoughts because of like left behind books and movies <laughs> and but uh so uh I I, I so, just not to give you a jab, I'll say I'll say the eschatology one instead of the Reformed theology. <laughs>
0: no, I'll take it. I mean, I'm not super well read on it, but I mean, I'm yeah, not yeah. That, so. Cool, cool, man. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's any other like obvious questions. Um, a question um which says like, what is your view on like systematic re- um racism and stuff? So, like, do you think it's a reality in like a country? Ah, right?
1: uh, so I think historically it has been so um you know you go back in the Jim Crow era slavery of course man um b- blacks were generally held back um, in America but I don't think that's the case today I think man it, it's amazing man what what people can do if they work hard um if they you know um I, I think there are a lot of uh, uh, of I guess what do you call it um issues that stem from why people fought Fall back. So, so a lot of people say, "Well, of course, America is racism or systematically racist because look, look at the uh, wealth gap between blacks and whites." Well, I, I think there's another issue to explain to why, but uh, besides going to racism, that actually explains the wealth gap. Well, generally speaking. I think the outnumber, the outnumber, the number is pretty outrageous. It's, it's like 70% of black people that grow up without a father. So, yes, when you don't have a mother and a father in a home, generally speaking, the wealth is going to be lower in that home. And so, I think there are a lot of explanations to that explain uh, issues like disparities that I think people have just kind of generally just said, well, it's racist, racism. That's why I, I, mean, I just think that's a lazy answer and it, it one, I don't think it's truthful. And so, uh, yeah, that's what I would answer for systemic racism.
0: Yeah. Um, thank you um, for answering those questions, Chris. I just want to say uh, thank you so much for your time. Is there any kind of, like, last thoughts, anything you want to bring up before we start to wrap things up here? Man, uh,
1: be about the gospel. Uh, be about what, what the Bible says as, as best we can to our abilities. As I, I know where we're falling. None of us are omniscient. None of us have it all together. Um, but as best we can, uh, study the word of God to know the truth of God. And So, yeah, that's what I would say, man.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate um, you coming on. I always enjoy um, just having people on to talk about things. Um, and just kind of diving into these issues. I think it's important that we can like kind of look at things from all different perspectives. And I really appreciate your perspective, Chris. Um, I encourage everyone to check out the KW YouTube channel. I guess there's apologetics and music videos on there. So lots of cool stuff. Um, so I encourage everyone to go check that out. If you're new to hearing apologetics, I encourage you to subscribe um leave a like on your way out you can leave a review if you're listening to podcast that means a lot and if you enjoy it you can consider supporting us on patreon a little under 80 percent funded so your support means a lot um but chris thank you so much for your time man i really appreciate it it's been a really great time i've learned a lot um so yeah you. man
1: thank you for having me man
0: yeah thank you everyone for tuning in roxby susan john DePew, everyone else have a good evening guys.